Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook by searching for Gone Boss. In the studio with me, I have Jennifer Sheridan of Gibson's Arena. How are you doing today? I'm good, Matt. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. So tell me about Gibson's Arena, a historical skating rink of Muncie, Indiana. We've been around for 83 years, started by my husband's grandparents and what would have been a great aunt and uncle to him. The two gentlemen were brothers, and then his grandparents bought out the aunt and uncle So then 1967, his parents took over. There's a lot of people that can remember skating with Ann when she was pregnant for Tommy. So I tease him that he was born with skates on his feet. (laughs) (laughs) We took over the end of 2019, right in time for COVID to come along in 2020. Yeah, what a a deal. Yeah, great time. Uh, (laughs) Always fun to turn off the lights on Friday night when you should have been turning them on. So, but we, we weathered through that and we're moving forward, updated the floor. This is the third season for the new floor and working on upgrading rental skates to some newer models, a little bit more lightweight. And I love the new floor. It's a wood-based floor. It is a wood floor. It's a hardwood maple. So we found a company that said it's not a big deal that your building is not air conditioned. We have a subfloor that we can put down that will allow the wood to expand and contract as needed with temperature change. And from there, it was just kind of all, it just all fell into place. It, it happened quickly for as big as the floor is. It, it happened quickly. And before that, it was some kind of blue plastic so floor thing. So it was called thing. Skate Court. Skate Court, okay. Which is popular out west down south for outdoor applications. I see tile that looks similar with volleyball gyms. So the idea behind it was easy maintenance. If something got damaged, you pop up the tile, replace it with a new one. Okay. That came about because Tom's dad, George, Mm -hmm. does have Parkinson's, which is potentially a result of what they used to use to coat the old floor. Okay. So we were looking for easy maintenance. Um, While it was easy to maintain, nobody really cared for how it skated. It was pretty. It Mm. glowed in the dark. It was pretty. But according to those who can skate, because I don't. (laughs) We'll get into that. (laughs) It was kind of bumpy. So you could change your wheels. That would help with that feeling of vibration or bumpiness. Yeah. Kids don't care. They just want to skate. Adults really noticed it. So we decided to make everybody happy, adults and kids, and just do the big investment into the floor. Correct. That's awesome. So it hasn't always been a skating rink either. Like back in the 20s, wasn't it? When it was built, it was built for ice skating. Yes. And the original pipes are still underneath the concrete that is under the skating floor that they used to use to flood the arena for ice skating. So where we have the golf course now and where the disco karate room, where the fireplace is, 
used to, and we have old pictures that show this, it was bleachers. And if you lift up the drop ceiling over in the lounge by the fireplace, you can still see the section numbers painted on the concrete block from when oh, it was really? bleachers. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So tell me, why don't, why don't you skate? So I'm not an athletic individual, never have been. Uh, the joke in my family when I went to Ball State was my PE credit was a walking class. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to a few skating parties as a kid, spent most of the time on my backside, polishing the floor for them. I was a, a wall hugger. I so, used to use the arm and like push myself around. <laughs> and I do, if I do get out there, I definitely hold on to the wall. So I don't skate when we have public in the building. I would hate to explain to someone why I accidentally squished their toddler. So Tom has said, you know, why don't you order a new pair of skates, see how mm-hmm. you like them, and I'll teach you to skate. Well, here's the thing. He can teach a lot of people to skate, not me. It doesn't go well. We, we've tried. So I'm probably going to have to bribe Debbie for some private lessons. <laughs> I have to tell you, that is the funniest thing I've heard. A, a, you own a skating rink, but don't really skate on it. <laughs> no. I, when we put that new floor in, so many people were asking me, did you skate on it? Did you skate on it? So I put my skates on one night. He tightened up the wheels and held onto the belt loops of my pants. And I made a lap around. And he's like, see, you did great. And I was like, if I'd have gone down, those belt loops weren't saving me. <laughs> <laughs> Now, of course, when I was growing up, I do remember Anne and mm-hmm. uh, her whistle because she blew it at every kid, I think, uh, mm-hmm. including myself, who was trying to just hang on to the wall and get, get by and everything. But yeah, she was uh, she was rough. And I'm sure there are a lot of memories out there of Anne. Oh, yeah. We, we hear from a lot of people. I spent a lot of time on that jail bench, which was originally made for my husband and his brother. Oh, really? And their lack of listening and following directions. <laughs> And we still use the jail bench. The kids know, and we've got some kids that they know that while you're sitting there, you can't be bothered. And so sometimes they just want left alone, and they'll put themselves in jail, and they'll tell somebody, oh, I've got to sit here until they tell me I can go, because they just want left alone, which, good for them that they recognize that they just need some time to chill out. So, But it, it's funny, and we've got adults that they'll come in, and they'll tell their kid, sit there, you got 15 minutes, and I'm like, you just walked in the door. And it will be from something that occurred earlier in the day. <laughs> and they told them, well, when we, we're going to skating, but when we get there, your punishment you're go- yeah, you're is to sit watch on everybody bench. skate. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, another thing I remember, and I don't think you do it anymore, but over in that uh, space where the karate and everything mm-hmm. took place, um, used to, they used to have dance parties over there. Yes, um, they did. And they were they were done in conjunction with the old late skates that we used to do. Yes. And it got to the point with the late skates that the kids weren't really dancing. They were just using the time to sit on their phone and play games. Oh, okay. So, you know, it kind of got to be to the point where I was like, well, it's kind of hard to justify asking people to stay an extra hour and a half for these kids to just play games on their phone. So, right. so push them back out there on the floor. So, yeah. You guys, if you want to skate, great. But the dancing, the kids don't really get into that like they used to, so... Tell me about adults, though. You have a whole adult skate thing going on. Like, people yes. really, who, who really like skating, they'll come back out and yes. do that, um, I don't know, so, 1980s uh, the crossover, shuffle. the shuffle. The yeah. shuffle. 
So at the end of October, there's a gentleman named Ron Yazel. He's from Ohio. He also goes by the name Huggy Bear. Okay. He um, puts together some adult, they're advanced skater events. So you've got some people that bring smaller kids or grandkids that they are teaching them to shuffle. But for the most part, it's adults. And it is so fun to watch. They get out there and get a big old line going in a shuffle. Some of them are doing jam skating in the center. It's just a lot of fun to watch. And then our adult skates that we do will start back in January. And we usually get a good group coming in and they'll get the shuffle lines going and they get moving. You stand along that rail and you can catch a breeze off of them as they go by. So oh, I bet. Yes. I've, I, they do pick up some speed. They do. What do you think the, the, the recurrence or re-energizing of skating has been over the past few years? Well, I think COVID, this is one thing that COVID actually did help. It was something that you could do. It wasn't necessarily a group thing a team thing it was something that you could go and do on your own you could stay six feet apart right especially on our floor Uh, 180 (laughs) by 80 there's plenty of space to be apart so you know people could go outside and do that it's a good form of exercise for those who don't like the idea of going to the gym they don't mind coming to skate because it's fun so that and we we have some kids that come and skate that we know from talking to the adults involved in their lives Group team sports are not their thing, but they're great at skating because the only person that they've got to beat is themselves. So okay. it it works for them, you know, and I think for a lot of people, it's just the nostalgia from when they were a kid. It's something fun to go and do. Parents, you know, can go and enjoy themselves. The kids have a good time with their friends. So just fun for everybody. And you still do birthday parties. That's a that's an entryway that a we, lot of these kids get in, right? We still do birthday parties. In fact, I have some people that are upset because we're already booked up for all of December. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yes. We just opened up reservations for January yesterday, and I've already got the first two Saturdays 75% full. So part of that is winter weather months. Yeah. Parks aren't an option. And you just want to get out and do something that's fun. Um, We try to keep our birthday parties reasonably priced so that it's not a bank breaker for people to be able to come and do something fun for a birthday party. But yeah, November's full. November was full the beginning of November. December's full. And January looks like it's going to fill up quickly also. Now, I'm going to say, you probably haven't been into skating rinks all your life. So let's learn a little bit about you. Are you... (laughs) Are you a Munsonian? Where are you from? So I actually grew up in Plainfield, which is about 30 minutes west of downtown Indy. Mm -hmm. So I grew up there, graduated from Plainfield High School, came up here to go to Ball State, graduated Ball State, and wound up staying. So I actually, before I was princess of the skating rink, because Anne is still the queen, (laughs) um, (laughs) I worked in insurance for about 20 years. uh, Really? Mainly commercial. Okay. So, which kind of gives me a unique aspect for running things because I tend to think of the liability standpoint and what do we need to do to, you know, make sure that everybody's having a good time, but we're safe and nobody's unhappy. So I did that. And I also worked in uh, Medicare supplements, Part D plans for the 65 and older crowd. And I still go back during this time of year and help out with that for a cup for about two months from really? October 15th through December 7th. Interesting. 
So what got you into the skating then, of course? Is it um, Tommy or? It would be Tommy. Okay. So tell, we... tell everybody about him just a little <laughs> bit, though. So Tommy, he, you know, he was pretty much born there. Literally, Ann skated the day that he was born. She skated. She worked at the rink and oh skated. Gosh. So <laughs> he's grown up there his entire life. People are so used to him being there that when he's not, you know, well, where's he at? What's going, you know, is he fine? He's fine. Just sometimes he's also, for those that don't know, he's been on two different volunteer fire departments for 30 years, 30 plus years at each department. Liberty Township, which is Selma, and Stony Creek Township, with which is Bluntsville. So Bluntsville started when he still lived at home with his mom and dad because of where their house was located on Burlington. And then... Liberty Township, because we live in the Selma area now. So, but both of those um, over 30 years for each. So, if he's not there, it's generally because there's been an emergency come up that he's still dealing with that. And so, I go on in and we get things rolling until he comes along. How'd you guys meet? It wasn't with skating. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, some mutual friends. Okay. So, that's how we met. And it, it is a joke with some friends of ours that. You know, how did she how did she pass the test when she can't even skate? So <laughs> but and his dad, the day we got married, his dad said, No returns, he's yours. <laughs> <laughs> so and we still, you know, his dad still comes out occasionally. His Parkinson's we're kind of careful when we bring him. We try not to mm-hmm. have him there at high traffic times just because we don't want him to get mowed down. And so but he likes coming out and seeing the kids. We had him there couple weeks ago, the first Sunday, we had Remedy Band out to oh, yeah. kind of bring back. George and Ann used to have bands come in and play, and you could dance on the floor in your socks. Really? Your friends skated, yes. So we kind of did a throwback for that first Sunday and had him there for that, and he had a blast. I've seen some videos of uh, at other places, but they put the band in like the middle of the rink, and then people some skate around them. Some do. We put them up in the corner just... Because Sundays is a lot of smaller skaters that don't skate well. Ah, oh, gotcha. So for Just everybody's section safety, safety of the equipment, we put them over in the <laughs> corner by the golf course so that we didn't have to worry about somebody landing in Cliff's drums. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that golf course. Like, how long has it been there? Um, From the beginning, 50s? Wait, no, wait, who came um, up with that idea? There, let's see, Gary Marvin, who is the SRO out at Delta High School, and Brad Polk both remember helping George put that in. Really? So um, it's probably been there 40 plus 40 somewhere. plus years. I'm going to yeah. say, I, re- I only remember it being there. Right. So, so it, it's been there a while, and we're talking about what we need to do. We're probably going to shorten it down a little bit, make it just nine holes instead of 18. But I believe it was Debbie told me that actually the holes are all like, whatever is miniature golf regulation, like Mm -hmm. the holes, George designed it. So the holes all met those regulations. So it's not just, he threw it together. Like he, he put some thought into it. Oh, he had to, because it's still there. I mean, all the, all the kids (laughs) kicking it and stepping on it and falling down. I mean, it's definitely gotten its fair share of abuse. (laughs) I would say. So what's your favorite band or artist? John Mellencamp. Really? Mm -hmm. Have you seen him in concert? I have not. Well, he's coming. I know. I'm not sure if any of us can afford the tickets, but <laughs> I well, don't know. Well, I, I looked, and I was like, ooh, some of those 
that's more than I'm willing to spend. So I haven't looked recently to see what's remaining. So Yeah, so coming to uh, Ball State University, mm-hmm. isn't he? Yeah, yep. that just popped in my mind. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Night owl. Okay. Well, Absolutely. that helps with you, what you do. <laughs> yes, I have long said I would much rather, once I'm up, I'm up, and I'll work until midnight or one if I need to. But please don't ask me to get up at five in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favorite book? Anything by John Grisham. Okay. I like his you books. You like that. Mm-hmm. And the movies? I'm not a Or are fan. they hit and miss for you? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of books turned into movies. I Because okay. once I've read the book, like I've gotten in my mind how it is, and, and the movies never They're match never up. the same thing. Right. Somebody else's vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have a favorite movie? That would probably be any of the movies in the Lethal Weapon series. Okay, the original, I, like with mm-hmm, uh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I I enjoyed all of them just yep. about. Um, anytime they're on TV, it's it's kind of a joke. It's like, well, Lethal Weapons on. We're not watching anything else now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a hidden talent? The kids would tell you my talent is tying their skates so well that they don't come off until it's time to go home. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? Neither. Ah, I neither. Neither. It just not my thing. No sci-fi. No. But Lethal Weapon, you're all there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Appreciate you coming into the farmhouse. All right. Thanks. Well, it's the holidays. It's the holiday season. Holiday season. And last night we went to Light up downtown. Yeah. When this is recorded. This is recorded on Friday, so this is going to air on Tuesday. Yeah. Just in case anybody <laughs> wonders what the heck I'm talking what about. What the heck but we're talking about. <laughs> light up downtown was Thursday night, and we went uh, with Audia. Yeah. And had a big, big time. We had a good time. The weather was nice. Like, sometimes in the m- early, mid-December, it can be pretty gross, but the weather was, like, not terrible. It was beautiful. There were tons of people out and about, and... It was very nice. We filled up Cannon Commons yeah, for sure. I know. So they had a big stage show. They had, uh, of course, they had Mr. Muncie, Dale. Dale Basham was up there as the MC. And, and then, of course, Cheryl Crowder walking around because she was in charge of everything. And we got a story about her in a second. But of course, the uh, mayor, Dan Ridenauer, we had uh, the Ivy Tech people and their mascot. Rudy. Which, let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> What's its name? Rudy the Roadrunner. Okay, Rudy the Roadrunner. It is a giant roadrunner, and I mean... It is lime green, huge, huge roadrunner. It was pretty cool. Charlie Cardinal was there. Yes, yes. Um, And yeah, and of course, the big guy himself... Santa Claus. Santa Claus came. Who so. came in on uh, a fire truck. Yeah, with a police escort. So it was pretty... Pretty cool. Everybody was ooing and eyeing over that. So yeah, that was I'm gonna say neat. if I was a if I was a young kid, I'd be kind of wowed by the whole thing. I think the kids and some of the grown ups were pretty wowed by it too. And now, then Santa came and like took pic. You could take pictures with him and all that good stuff. Now, of course, uh, Audia she had a camera too. I was there, kind of just taking photos, just because I wanted right. to take Not photos. Not an official capacity, nice big event, but that yeah. kind of thing. But uh, Audia, she had her own camera. Oh yes, Audia is too cool to participate. In children's activities. She just turned 10, and of course, she's she's way too old now, and uh, yeah. Anyway, we're dealing with that. Um, but <laughs> back to Cheryl Crowder, 
Uh, tell that story real so, quick. So Audia has her camera, right? And she's like shooting around and she's following Matt around. And they're like dueling little photographers and they were so cute. I took a picture of them. They were so cute. Of course, you know, Cheryl Crowder is the event host. She kind of coordinated and put it all together. So she's like everywhere. And Audia looks at me and she's like, Mom, do you know that lady over there? And I was like, yeah, the lady with the like Santa hat and reindeer ears. Yeah. She's like, but like, are you friends with her? I'm like, yes, I am friends with her. Why? She's like, well, can you tell her to get out of my shot? She is in my <laughs> shot everywhere I go. And she's then she was like scanning through the phone. She's like, look, I took a picture of, of Santa. There she is. I took a picture of Rudolph. There she is. She's in every picture that I have. And I'm like, well, two things. Number one, you're the photographer. So it's your job to move and get the shot you want. Not for everybody else to get out of your way. And two, this is Shara Crowder. She put this whole event together. She can be in any picture she wants to be in. <laughs> so that was funny. That was funny. So, but, yeah. of course, they had the big light up and uh, ooh, ahs, and it worked. It worked Everything the way it's worked. supposed to. That's always great. <laughs> yeah, we all sang jingle bells while we were waiting on it to light up. It was so, so nice. They have little fire pits out yeah, there and stuff so there. you could warm up by the fire pit and all that so that was cool so we did all the whole light up thing and and then we walked up and down uh, uh walnut street walnut street to all the first thursday shops and galleries and all that that were open so that was nice and there was a spot next to ron lahody's trust your butcher steakhouse that the maker's market was in. yeah sometimes they put the maker's market outside in like, the cold in the cold <laughs> and possibly snow or rain so this time they were inside uh, i don't think there's anything in there right now so moth and coming her crew, soon there, there, there will, will be, be something but right now it's empty so moth and her crew commandeered that space and it was full of craft makers and all of that i mean it was very cool and it was packed with people and it was almost hard to get through but it, it was great to see it was great to see so many people and supporting art and artists and remind me like 2019 i know something. before before covid but i have to say <laughs> while i was standing in there i was like there's too many people. I had like I had a COVID flashback of like, there's too many people in here. What are we doing? <laughs> but that was nice. We went to like some of the galleries and the shops and the stores and all that. It was nice. Went to the ply space space. Yes, I guess ply space, a, space right space. next to Toys Forever, and they had uh, uh, some artwork on the wall. Very good. Very uh, cool. <laughs> the yep. cat with the uh, WW. E uh, belt that was pretty fun. That was pretty fun, and of course, Audia is our budding artist, so I always like to take her into the galleries. We went to Carrie Wright Silks upstairs in their studio, showed her all of that. So that was pretty got cool. To be, got to see Easel Monster, who Easel has Monster. been on the podcast before. That is true. I took my picture with Easel Monster. Now I had to take my picture with all of the characters <laughs> out. I and wonder about why. Because our too cool for school ten year old will not take pictures when instructed with characters and such. But she did for yeah. me in Dave's Alley, which has the art installation of the lights and everything. So I got one really good one of her. It was so funny. So we were like, oh, you could be our model. Go out there and model, Audia. And she's like, all right. So she runs over there. Struts out there. Struts out there. She stomps her foot and gets all upset. And then she like does her little model pose with her like hair in front of her face. And like <laughs> a very fierce look. And I was like... Wow, okay. She's like, well, Dad taught me how to pose. Duh. <laughs> so that was fun. We got a very good picture of her looking like an angsty teenager that she's starting to be. So that was fun. But it was a really good. We had great weather, lots of people around. We said hi to, like, everybody in town. Audio was like, how do you guys know everybody? I'm like, that's our job, to know everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we had a good time. It was a great way to, like, ring in the holiday season. 
Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. We're brought to you today by our sponsor, Forbidden Fruit Tattoo and Piercing on McGalliard in Muncie. Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has Gone, gone Boss. boss.